At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Chew the dough is recorded in front of a live internet audience. It's time to do the show. I mean, chew the dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming live on Mixler every Tuesday at noon central or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. It's time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Erin and Danae. Nice fade, yo. Thanks, man. You should become a DJ. They make bank. You mean like... A radio DJ? No, oh, no. Radio DJs, as we know, don't not, make bank. I'm not we making do that. bank, man. <laughs> no. I, the I guy with something. the lights that stands in front of, you know, thousands of people and oh. connects songs together with funky beats. And, and the only prerequisite is that you can fade. <laughs> it's one of them. It's, it's one of the important I prerequisites. I can move this slider up and down. I make millions. <laughs> and it sounds so good. <laughs> well, welcome to another episode. Welcome. Uh, excited to be with you today. We actually missed a week, Danae. We missed a week of Shoe the Dough last week. I have been sick. Danae has been sick. I can I can still kind of hear it a little bit. Still hanging lingering. out in, in your head. Are you communicable? So annoying. I have that deeper voice right now. Am I going to get sick? Like, you did make sure, like, you're not, like, spreading it still before well, I, you came into work. I licked your microphone <laughs> pop filter before we got started. Everyone should have a fun time getting sick. How's that different than any other week? You just go around and lick all the equipment just to make sure <laughs> what that kind everything's of working. Would actually I don't do know. That. I have no idea. Although it has been fun. I had a baby shower over the weekend and um which I am feeling a little bit better, which is great. But so I was I was kind of worried like I have to feel better for the baby shower because there's people coming out. Mm-hmm. And um during the baby shower people were sharing stories about me that I found to be really entertaining because they all had the same thread of Danae does not take things seriously when she probably should. Uh huh. So maybe I am the kind of person that will just lick pop filters. That's what I'm saying. But that seems so crazy to me. Like, but that's why you're so that's why you found where you belong, because you are in a job now where you get to be just however silly you want to be and just be yourself. And you don't have to, you know, put on some version where you don't lick microphones, you know, <laughs> You get to just be you. I feel like we're creating the next T-shirt right now. Danae, microphone pot filter liquor. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little long. long. It is a little long. long. We'll need to work on that. But no, I'm feeling good. And you're not feeling bad because I did not lick anything. No, I'm fine. Uh, but I, I, do, like... I do notice that you have some disinfectant wipes like right beside you. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> but those are there for you because anybody who knows me knows I am not the disinfectant person. Like I don't. This is why I feel like I'm not worried. I feel like my immunity system is so solid because I've grown up, I, I've, you know, raised four boys and they bring so many germs into the house that it's like, I just, I just breathe them in, man. Like I just, my immunity you absorb, system. You welcome them. Yeah. Welcome them. Let my immunity system get all sorts of practice. This you is know? the first time I've gotten sick in quite a while, I feel. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's been a while for me. And I was told that it's 
probably because I'm pregnant because apparently your immune system I think it is yeah would probably be affected already working in overtime and I don't know I'm learning a lot about the human body these days because <laughs> I'm like seven and a half weeks from the due date. Yeah. Right now, there is a foot touching my rib. <laughs> so life is weird. <laughs> life is really weird right now. Right now, I have a striking case of what they call rib foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but how are things going? I mean, just. Two good. months left, so you feel good. Aside from being sick, yes, you feel like things are going well, and according to everything that I know, things are good. Kicking his, you mentioned feet and ribs, like that's kind of picked up. And she's bigger now, so that means she fills up more stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah, so there's parts of me that are being moved around. Mm-hmm. I had my first experience where my bladder was suddenly like squeezed or stomped or something. Uh huh. That was weird because it went from like. I don't have to go to the bathroom to, I need I'm a bathroom now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my wife talking about that. It's like how crazy thing. it is. Like, cause usually, you know, those of us who aren't pregnant and may <laughs> never be pregnant, I'm sorry, will never be pregnant in my case. Uh, it's really always just a process, right? Like, you know, you, you drink water and then you start to feel like maybe you have to go to the bathroom oh, 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 yeah. and then kind of builds and it's like, okay, I got to go. And she would talk about how the fact that it's like zero to a hundred, you yeah. know, it's just and like, you know, it's because there's a foot on top of it or something. <laughs> That's the strangest part for me is the sensations you ever are wonder? strange, but then it's just like, it's because there's a person inside, like in the control room, just uh-huh. pushing buttons, which if is she, what I would do. I was going to say, if she's anything like you, just like, she's doing it on purpose. <laughs> she's like, oh, don't push this. <laughs> oh, this causes discomfort. What? Squeezing this organ? But people still tell me like really crazy stories. Like I was talking about how I felt her foot on my rib Mm -hmm. and that was uncomfortable. And the next thing out of my friend's mouth is, I know somebody who had their ribs broken because the baby kicked it. I was like, don't tell me that That's not true. Somebody's making up a story. I don't think so. Did they have like Bruce Banner in their belly? Apparently. How does a baby break a rib? It was the Hulk baby. (laughs) It's amazing. She was tiny. Baby was huge. There wasn't a lot of room. Wow. Broke a rib. So this is the kind of stuff I get to hear all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I just sit there and smile and try to go, I'm not listening. Nice. I'm just going to have a small, beautiful baby. Healthy. I'm not looking at my husband who has this giant head. He's six foot six and and has a huge noggin. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow I'm still going to have a small baby. Teeny tiny baby. Uh, You ready to shoot a dough? Yeah, let's stop talking about children. All right, let's shoo a dough. Uh, We've got a fun one today. Episode 152. We're going to play some true or false. Uh, Haven't done that in a while, so we'll play some true or false at the end. But first, from the corners of the universe, things begin to happen and people report on those things and we call it news. And so we shall peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Baby Hulk. (laughs) How's that? See? That works. I like it. All right, you start off. What do you got? Okay, after 32,000 years, an Ice Age flower blooms again. Whoa, is this legit? This is legit. This is um, in the frozen tundra of northeastern Siberia. A squirrel buried fruits some 32,000 years ago from a plant that bore white flowers. Wow. And this winter, a team of Russian scientists announced that they had unearthed the fruit and brought tissue from it back to life. So these fruits are about 30,000 years older than the Israeli date palm seed. 
that had previously held the record as the oldest tissue to give life to healthy plants. So what is the record now? 32,000? Yeah. It was 30,000. Now it's 32,000 years. Wow. So basically they were in this kind of, in 95, they were in this riverbed and they discovered 70 fossilized Ice Age squirrel burrows. <laughs> so all these squirrels are, you know, taking all the nuts and fruits and stuff and uh-huh. storing them up. And so they found them and um, a narrow leafed companion plant was exceptionally well preserved. So they've just been, wow. they decided to try to see what would happen. To bring it back to life. (laughs) So the team leader recreated the Siberian condition in the lab and watched as the refrigerated tissue sprouted buds that developed into 36 flowering plants within just a few weeks. Wow. So Uh, that kind of blows my mind because it, it changes kind of your idea of what it means for a plant to be extinct, you know, for a certain species of plant to not exist. If they can do that, then it's just like. Think of the like the plants from different eras that we could re-energize and you know bring back to life. I'm more okay with plants being brought back to life rather than dinosaurs. Well, yeah, we saw how that works when dinosaurs get back to life. But I also feel really bad for animals that are going extinct that I like. I enjoy. Yeah, like the elephant. Well, kind of want them to stick around. It's a long journey from plants to animals. Like I it's know. not like they have you know the ability really to. You know, build DNA again, structures. What from... if these plants are somehow releasing something into the atmosphere mm-hmm. that then changes our atmosphere? That's true. I mean, there's stuff that maybe we don't even know about yet. That's right. What if they're carnivorous? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we don't know it. We don't know it. If it's... those scientists come up missing, we know what happened. Blame the flowering white plant. That's right. Yeah. Old plants. <laughs> Aaron! <laughs> Are you okay? No, I just got to thinking of how they would kill those scientists, and it got really dark there for a second. Oh, okay. I just thought you were going to go to your Peruse the News, and here you no, are. Like, I look no. over, and you're traumatized. Just... <laughs> your imagination went too far. BDG says the uh, Venus fly trapasaurus. See? You just never know. Could be grotesque. All right, let's move on. Uh, my first Peruse the News. I'm going to do a list. All right? But of you, what? You get, to, you get to decide what the list relates to. Okay. Do you want a list relating to things successful people do before breakfast or reasons why kissing is good for your health? I don't want to kiss anybody. (laughs) Let's do successful before breakfast. All right. These are the three things successful people do before breakfast. Do you want to guess? Uh, Look at their calendar. Okay. That's kind of right. Like, check your schedule. Yeah, number one is make a monster to-do list. Monster? Yeah. Like Not to before re- breakfast. Yes. Try just a couple. <laughs> Keep it simple. Do you do a few more after breakfast? No. Because what this is saying is it's really important to do, like, a complete to-do list for the day. To check in on yesterday's to-do list, you know, do today's, yeah, understand nothing, what you want to accomplish. Nothing like stressing yourself out first thing in the morning. <laughs> to-do list stresses you out? See, it gives it gives me, like, it calms me. Really? Yeah. I do this every morning. I take a look at what I need to get done in the day, check off, you know, whatever from yesterday, kind of know my priorities. <laughs> did I write this did article? Did you write this? <laughs> no, I did not. Your Perusa News is just, just your have... personal to-do list. You're like, how to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> like me. Uh, no, no, this is not my list. Wow. But I do, I do do that one. I don't know that I would ever do that. Yeah. My first thing I do in the morning is play Clash of Clans. I'm laying in bed. I open up. I make sure. Uh, Clash Royale, actually. They don't list that here today. They don't list well, playing a game here. They don't the understand things. success on my level. <laughs> What's the next? Uh, number two. Do you want to guess again? Because so far, you're kind of one for one. Do okay. you want to try to guess again? 
Um, is including in that lets you like prioritize your stuff? Uh, no, no, I think that's included in the Make a Monster to Do list. Take a cold shower. Nope. Although I did read an article recently about the benefits, health benefits of cold showers, but no, that is not before breakfast. You should always eat before you shower. Says who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. I was just kidding. <laughs> like, I don't what know. The- I just always eat before before I shower. I always eat my uh, second breakfast before I take my shower. You have two breakfasts before you take a shower? Okay, so my morning. Oh, here we do go. Do you want to go into this? So my morning, I get up, I make my to-do list, I eat breakfast, I go work out, I come back, I eat second breakfast, and then I shower. You're a hobbit. I am a bit of a hobbit, yes. But uh, when do you do your list? Huh? Before breakfast. Before the first, first breakfast. Yeah, first thing. I actually get my bowl of cereal, and I sit it beside me while I'm working on my list, and then I'll have a and you eat it, and I eat it while I'm. Is it just doesn't just sit there? Correct. You actually consume it. Also, I'm answering emails in that time. I'm doing like my you know like checking off my computer stuff for the morning. Um, I'll also on this list of success, is it like dress yourself? <laughs> I don't think they think that one needs to be. Oh, uh, okay. Needs to be mentioned. Uh, number two, listen to an uplifting playlist. Experts say that powerful people custom create playlists with songs that inspire and uplift them to listen to in the morning. Do you do that too? No, I don't do that. Well. I mean, I listen to podcasts in the morning. That counts. I think that does count because that does inspire me. Like I get a lot of, you know, interesting thoughts through those kind of things. Yeah. And the number three, they read inspirational quotes. Speaking of inspiration. Successful people start their day by reading inspirational quotes and mantras. There you go. See, if you want to be successful. That's all it takes. One, two, three, boom. Boom. Success. What do you got next? Um, mine's not nearly that amazing. <clears throat> Just says that there's a hair freezing contest going on right now in the Yukon. A hair freezing contest? <clears throat> so the average temperature uh, rarely exceeds 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Um, there's a $700 cash prize. I thought you were going to say entrance fee. <laughs> I was like, this is a racket. <laughs> At the, I think it's Takini. Ta- it's T-A-K-H-I-N-I. Okay. Takini po- Hot Pools, um, which has this very interesting contest. It's been every February since 2011. Well, and- it's probably because it's a pool that's heated enough that you can get in, and then, but when you get out, your hair probably just freezes however it is. Exactly. Because um, it's so cold. It's done in negative 20 Fahrenheit or colder, um, any warmer, and it takes too long to freeze. But basically, you try to take a creative photo or have creative... Oh frozen my goodness. Hair. And that's so, amazing. If you can just imagine, you know, you get down in the water and when you come out, like if you have long hair, you'd like pull it up and then as it all crystallizes, someone can take a picture. And so you've got all these strands of hair crystallizing and the most creative hair wins 700 bucks. I got to say, I was just picturing hair, but it's all white because it's ice. What do you mean you're just picturing hair? I was just picturing like solid hair, like that somehow when hair froze, it was just still like, like brown a Lego or red helmet? or... Like a helmet. Like, yeah, like however a, okay. it was. Like crazy like that, but that it was just frozen. But no, it's actually like white, like ice. Yeah. The, like more like that guy. I was picturing more like the guy on the far left there. Who's kind of got a mohawk thing Yeah, going yeah. On. Where it doesn't look like, you know, it's all white, but wow, some of those are pretty amazing. If you are on Instagram, you can search for the hashtag Tahini Hot Springs, which again is spelled T-A-K-H-I-N-I Hot Springs. Why didn't they just do hashtag frozen hair? Like um, something people can spell. hashtag frozen hair. Is oh, okay, also one there of them. you go, see? <laughs> um, and there's lots of different pictures of people with frozen hair. And so again, a $700 prize to the winner. And there's some really interesting pictures. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So I thought that was interesting. I need to be a hashtag consultant. That's all I'm saying. I don't use hashtags properly. I, does anybody? I feel like if I did, I'd have more Instagram followers. Probably. But I am not wanting to invest the time because those who do the hashtags properly have like, you know, and my goal isn't to have 13,000 followers. I was going to say, is that your goal? Do you no. just want to have a bunch of followers? But whenever I use hashtags, I get more followers. At Danae says on Instagram or at Jay Danae? What's Jay, your... My Instagram is Jay Danae. So there you go. At Jay Danae. Mm-hmm. want to follow Danae on Instagram. All of my most amazing hashtags. Which are usually St. Bernard. <laughs> Hashtag St. <Saint> Bernard. <laughs> uh, my next peruse the news. Fifth grader asks police for help with math homework. And this was their response. Uh, so they, have, they apparently have a, uh, a way to contact the Ohio Police Department. I thought this was interesting. Uh, the kid dealing with math homework just tw- texts the police department. I'm having trouble with my homework. Could you help me? And the police department says the Facebook page is not monitored twenty four seven. It's an emer- If it's an emergency, please call nine one one. If it's not an emergency and you need to speak to an officer, it says please call and gives a number. And then somebody responds and says, "What's up?" And he says, "I need a little help with my homework." And then he says, "Okay, with what?" He says, "Well, I don't understand eight plus twenty nine times 15. And they go on just to help him with his homework. I was like, "Does did that police person think when they got up in the you know in the morning to do their diligence as a servant of the law?" That they would be helping some kid with their math homework. I'm more interested that this child knows that they can ask the police anything. Instead, he's like, the police are helpful. Mm-hmm. I need help with this big problem and, and a math problem. Let's see. <laughs> no, I think that's that's something common for kids, too, though, is they don't under, they don't necessarily understand like where those boundaries or priorities are. And so, you know, police are helpful. I need help. I know how to get in touch with the police. I'll text them. I'll text the police or comment on their Facebook or whatever. So so you go, Molly Draper, 10-year-old Molly Draper, getting your math homework helped on by the police. Did they figure out who helped her? Like what the officer was? Yes. BJ Gruber was his name. And uh, he just what helped her. What a great her. name, BJ Gruber. Um, he said, do the numbers in the parentheses first. <laughs> so in essence, it would be 37 times 15. And then she asked if she could do another question. Which was uh, which he said, yeah, sure. And so they just went through her math homework and not a busy night at the precinct. <laughs> That's the other thing, right? <laughs> Good for you that you can do this. You know, you don't have to worry about a bank robbery going on or something. Um, my last one is about the American Girl dolls, which um, they released news. I think it was earlier this week. Is this about the underwear? Or, no. Oh, okay. Aaron, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was a news story yesterday about American Girl dolls underwear. Why is this in the news? What? Because they changed it so that it had like a like a colored band around the top of it. It wasn't just like one color. And so parents were all in uproar because they thought it was emphasizing like the sexiness of the underwear. And you didn't see any of this? No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's also in the news, apparently. <laughs> no, this was, at la- I think it was last week or the week before they announced that they're making boy dolls. And that was really cool. But they didn't really make a big deal that they're also going to be releasing um, two new dolls uh, one is a native Hawaiian and the other is a Korean American. And so they're introducing new color tones, new like face, like, new facial structure um, and so new diversity. Backgrounds. Yeah, some diversity into their line. And I think that's awesome. I'm very excited about that. So now they have they're just diversifying their line. I like mm-hmm. I like when companies that are speaking to the next generation can show some diversity. So I wanted to bring attention to that. And I was saying cheers to the American Girl Doll Company. And 
who cares if there's <laughs> elastic on underwear? It's not. They didn't make them into like thongs or something. No, no. They just added elastic. They weren't. No, they they added. Yeah, it was just they didn't. You know, make them any sexier or anything. They just added elastic. So I think parents were just like, "Why are you emphasizing the underwear?" Uh, like anyone's going to pay attention to it. it I, I thought, oh, interesting. They're going to make it look more like real underwear. Right. I think it was similar to. Okay, this is this is so but weird. I'm trying to I'm trying to do a good metaphor here, so please forgive me. But it would be like if they put nipples on a Barbie doll. No, like, it wouldn't. It's, it's more detailed. That's more accurate. That's but this all is of a sudden, clothing emphasize- versus human body, Aaron. This is a piece of clothing that has to have elastic on it. To, so it stays around a waist. But I'm telling you from their perspective, I don't, I'm fine, whatever. It's just not a good comparison is all I'm saying. <laughs> sure it is. No. That's the idea of kind of what they're thinking is you're making it more specific so you're drawing attention to it. But no kid is going to think twice about it. They're not going to go, oh, there's elastic around the underwear now. That must mean it's more important. That's just more realistic to what we use every day. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, it's I'm clothes. with you. It's I, not like nipples. <laughs> what in the world? I knew I should have kept my mouth shut. There's just sometimes like, I know I should not say this, but I say it anyway. Oh, uh, poor Aaron. Finally, uh, my headline, final headline for Peruse the News. Incoming false missile warning rattles Air Force crew. So yeah. this was February 14th, just a typical day at the U.S. Air Force. Also uh, Valentine's Day. Also Valentine's Day. It was one of the... Um, one of the, in Germany, what do they call them? Bases. One of the bases in Germany, the Air okay. Force bases in Germany. And the workday routine was shattered with a simple red message that popped up on all the bases' computers, missile inbound, seek shelter immediately. Can you imagine? Like, I just out of nowhere, it's not like, you know, you know anything's going on. I mean, there's, there's tension in the world, so you could believe it. You sure. Know, you could believe something's going on. I just can't imagine being in that moment and just, you know, so what do you do? You go seek shelter. <laughs> That's not a question. You do what the screen tells you. You say that, but I think there's something in us that's like, oh, no, this is a mistake, right? No, like, Aaron, no. Like when the fire no. alarm goes off at the hotel, you're like, oh, a drill. Why are they doing a drill? I'll just stay here. I mean, I don't do that, but I know some people do. Okay, good comparison. Thank you. Finally. Except for that this is the military true you're in true. an environment that is all about national security international like like that's if you have something like that pop up on your screen you go to shelter period yes and they did they did uh that's, someone, that's on, they someone did. facebook mentioned that one of their friends ripped their pants they ran so fast <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly right <laughs> uh, it took them eight minutes to call it off by the way eight minutes they thought that they were under attack uh, before another message popped up and said, no, 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 sorry. Just kidding. So, our bad. We meant to send happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sorry. Also kind of cool that they have the ability to send to every single screen. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of sweet. Well, you would think so, right? Like, I mean. Because in a case of emergency. In case a missile it. was on the way, you need to know. Do you think that they did it on purpose? No. I, it doesn't like say it training? was a drill. It was just a mistake. I didn't see anywhere. How does that um, happen? Yeah, I didn't really say. Someone brought their cat to work. And the cat walked across the keyboard. That's how that happened. Um, there are there are memes popping up online. Survived uh, spanged a limb missile attack 2017. That kind of stuff. So they're taking it with a good sense of humor. But, well, sure. It's a great yeah. drill. For eight minutes, you're thinking your country's under attack. Our command post has robust standard operating procedures that govern distribution of actual emergency messages to the wing. 
new checklist items will be added <laughs> to mitigate accidental distribution <laughs> of text messages in the future. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day Fools. Yeah, that's, that's a new thing. That's a good combo. There you go. Before we get into our true or false for the day, uh, let's chat a little bit about Patreon and what it means to support this podcast network and some of the, the benefits that you can have from that. So Aaron and I started a Shoot the Dope podcast in 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, It was the summer of 2012. <laughs> we had an incredible time doing so. We had to go on a, a hiatus and we, we brought it back. We're like, let's do not just one podcast, let's do several. And so that was kind of the birth of the Shoot the Dope podcast network is what we started off calling it. And as our studio kind of developed, which we do radio and other things, we call our studio Studio DNA, kind of changed and shifted some things around. But through it all, we've had fans that have supported us and made sure that we have funds coming in so that we can keep up with subscriptions and just general costs. Streaming costs, all that kind of stuff. So we do that through the site Patreon. And so there's been, um, it's been a really kind of a neat couple of years since we've sort of come back to life and had fans sort of just giving not only financially, but... Uh, support listening to the show every single week and things like that so however you want to get involved it, it's really awesome to have you uh, you can give at patreon.com slash studio dna which is how you can support the studio dna podcast network which houses shoot the dough podcast and also sif pop podcast um, there's goals that you can see like when we hit the next goal we're going to go to two days a week for uh, another podcast so there's just kind of some fun things that we have planned um, this is Aaron and I's passion to put together kind of these sort of longer form conversation podcast mm-hmm. things. Um, we also do radio. So we're this is kind of like our career sort of thing. But this particular area, this podcast is like our passion project. Absolutely. If you want to support three bucks a month is where it starts. And even at that level, so just three dollars a month. Uh, you get access to your own personalized uh, and, and customized podcast feed where you get everything on the Studio DNA network, including all the exclusive pre-shows, which you don't hear in the podcast feed. So uh, we have fun. Um, I think, what was what was the name of the, the podcast pre-show this it's, time? It's about birthing today. It's probably <laughs> not the... It's probably not the best one to showcase. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Fair point. Fair point. But we do go live um, on Mixler through the Mixler channel when we do the podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to hear the show when we go live, subscribe on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com slash Studio DNA. You'll find us there. And thank you so much for being a part of uh, the stream that we're doing together. We appreciate it. The stream dream. The stream dream. I hate stream dreams because I'm afraid I'm going to wet the bed. Did you ever wet the bed? Well, that's a personal question. I did one time. I felt horrible. <laughs> like last week? Like a pregnancy no, thing? A or... <laughs> that is a fear. Let's just be honest. All right. Let's move on to... I like how you just avoided answering that question. We're just moving on. I, I have never wet the bed that I know of. I'm sure when I was a kid... I don't believe I was... you now. Well, I'm sure like, when I was potty training, over. I probably did, but you'd have to ask my parents because I don't remember. We've talked about this. I don't remember my childhood very oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... I forget that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. It's not like a sensitive topic or something. Because you don't know. <laughs> I don't remember my child. It could be sensitive and you just don't remember. That's true. All right. We're going to play. What some- if you were abducted by aliens? When I was a kid. And yeah. that's why I don't remember things. Yeah. It was, that would explain a lot. Or uh, some sort of science group. Uh-huh. And that's why experimented on. Yeah. And that's why, that's why you mm-hmm. were a super taster. Yep. That would make a lot of sense. Because they, they stole you and then and then they injected you with like special- Extra taste buds? Yeah. 
<laughs> We're going to put our taste bud serum in him and see what happens. <laughs> He's going to hate icing and broccoli. Uh, all right, on to some true or false. False. Uh, this is where Danae and I play some true or false with a topic. And, we and have, you can play along. Feel free to play along and we'll see how well we know that topic. By the way, we have to agree before moving on. Says Aaron. Uh, which do you want to do true or false on? Yes. The senses, love stories, the second world war leaders, wild Australia. Was that close? Did I give, was that accent Wild close? Australia. Is that what know. you said? Uh-huh. That's what I said. I, I was trying to mimic you mimicking Australian. That was really weird. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> wild Australia. Wild Australia. Or beer. <laughs> what do you want to do true or false on I think the senses or wild Australia and I think I'm going to go with wild Australia alright here we go 15 true or false questions about wild Australia might Australia might might true or false before false. disappearing the dodo lived on the west coast of Australia true or false before disappearing, the dodo lived on the west coast of Australia. Was the dodo in Australia to begin with? I don't know anything about the dodo. You don't know anything about the dodo? Have you ever seen a dodo? I've seen a dodo picture. All right, it's a picture I, of a dodo. Because I've seen... This one was re... Uh, Do you want to guess where I saw a picture of a dodo for the first time? In the movie Ice Age. No. <laughs> I don't know why. In the movie um, Alice in Wonderland. Oh. There's a dodo in there. There's a dodo. <laughs> I don't know. So that's a real life dodo right there that I they brought back ugly. with genetics. Did they really? <laughs> no. Oh my goodness, Aaron. We just said that wasn't possible with animals. <laughs> ah! I just got so freaked out. <laughs> that is probably where they'd start, right? <laughs> the dodo? The dodo. A, a do-don't. I don't understand why it's saying on the West Coast. Mmm, specifics. That might make it more likely to be true. Let's say true. All right, we're going with true. I love how we parse these. Oh, that's false. Aww. Uh Before disappearing, the dodo lived on more on Mars <laughs> <laughs> and abducted children and ex- and performed taste experiments on them. Uh, no, the southwest part of the Indian Ocean, uh, oh. Mauritius Island. I so. wondered if it was even. Oh yeah. All right, next question. We don't know anything about the dodo, guys. The pouch of the wombat... Wombats have pouches? ...opens to the rear, unlike that of the kangaroo, which opens to the front. That does not seem like a smart... <laughs> like, visually, that just got super awkward for me. I don't want to come out, Mom. Pouches opening in the rear. What What do you think? I think it's false. Um, I think it's true. Really? I think that's true. I didn't even know wombats had did, pouches. Did, they're marsupials. I didn't know wombat was a marsupial. Did you even know what a wombat was? I know could the you word descri- wombat. Could you describe what a wombat looks like? Sure. Okay, go ahead. A tiny bear. <laughs> That's fairly close. A teeny, I put tiny it more like a, like a groundhog-ish, kind of porcupine-ish looking. It's a mix looking. between a bear. And a kangaroo. And some kind of a cat. Um. Yeah, I think that's true. That it opens in the rear? I think so. Okay. I'm going with you, friend. Here we go. We're going um, through. Why would God do that? 
That is true. God, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you create a rear opening pouch? The wombat is a marsupial like the kangaroo, but the mother's pouch opens backwards to protect the child from dust, sand, and earth when it digs in its den. There you go. That's the answer. Okay. It's protected from the stuff it's digging. Sure. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. True or false? Koalas need to drink a lot. Yes, it's true. Do they drink Fosters? What? <laughs> drink a lot. I just figured it was alcohol. Oh, you're being funny. I have a drinking problem. Uh, um, no, I don't know if this is true. Here, Here's what came to mind is the picture of the um, firefighter that found a koala that had uh-huh. survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he like gave him a bottle of water to drink and he was just like drinking all this water because he was in a wildfire and so mm-hmm. he was very thirsty. Okay. But that's why I was thinking, yes, they have to drink a lot. But that's very circumstantial. <laughs> I like it though. It's better than any reason I have. Well, they get they eat, they eat leaves, and I'm sure that they get. Their, so what if they eat the they eucalyptus? Get a lot of, yeah, if they get a lot of moisture from the eucalyptus, Probably maybe it's don't. saying they don't have to drink a lot because they get a lot of their fluids from eucalyptus leaves. That's what I was thinking. I'm wondering if that that seems more right. I let's bet that's that. the answer. Okay. He, by that. the way, look at this picture of this koala. Okay. Look at how his hand is gripping that tree. Yeah. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Did you know that they could spread three of their fingers on one side and two on the other? It's live long and prosper, man. I, that is crazy. Like it has like two opposable thumbs or something. Well, they climb trees. They have to have some Dude, dexterity. That, I, but I didn't. You knew they could do that. I didn't know they can do that. It's just not freaking me out like it's freaking <laughs> it's you out. It's kind of freaking me out. That's way freakier than a backwards pouch. So we were saying true or false? We're I think we're going to say false okay, let's because do it. they get it from the eucalyptus. Okay. All right, here we go. We're going false. Ding, ding. Yeah. Koalas never drink. They find ration of liquid in the large amount of eucalyptus leaves they eat. How about that? Up to a pound a day. Wow. wow. Stranger still, these leaves contain a poison that is indigestible and even deadly for most other animals. The koala is the only animal that can digest them. Whoa. That's a benefit. You have to fight over food with anybody else. That's nice. Right? Unless the forest is on fire, in which case <laughs> you have to go find a firefighter <laughs> with water bottle. But what was that koala thinking, drinking that water? Like, Desperation. What, what is this? <laughs> what is this soft and juicy version of the eucalyptus leaf? Probably, thank goodness, I thought I was going to die. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably more accurate. True or false? Baobabs grow in the semi-desert regions of Australia. Okay, so I don't know what a baobab is, but I'm assuming it's like I'm, a tree. I'm sure I'm, it is a tree, and I'm sure I mispronounced uh, it. Baobabs. Let's say true. All right, we're going to say true. I feel like we haven't said true in a while. All right. Nope, it's false. They grow in the dry tropical forests of Africa. I knew that. That's the that's the circle of life tree, Danae. We should have thought about that for longer. <laughs> <laughs> We've both seen Lion King. My my cousin Bianca is going to be really upset with me. We should have thought. We would have figured that out. I thought it sounded familiar. We would have figured that out. Oh, man. I feel bad that we missed that one. True or false? The toucan is the avian emblem of Australia. Ooh. So avian means bird. Right. So the bird emblem of Australia is the toucan. That doesn't seem right to me. I feel like it's the road runner. <laughs> that, that would be more. I feel like that would be better. I don't toucan's think Toucan's like a toucan. tropical like I bird. I don't think that's right. Let's say no. It would have to be like the road runner or I was going to say the kiwi, but that's probably New Zealand considering they're called kiwis. Um, I love kiwi fruit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have to be false. something else. We're going to go with false. 
Good answer. Ding, ding, ding. Toucans don't live in Australia. Uh-huh. They're found in the tropical forests in South America, Nicely especially in the Amazon. Nicely done, Mr. Dicer. And Mrs. Hughes. Uh, true or false, the lyrebird imitates about 20 other birds. Yes, this is the inspiration for the Hunger Games. Oh. I made that up. Mockingjay? Oh. <laughs> 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 I bought in hook, line, and sinker on that one. I, I heard it in your voice. I was like, wow. I really sold that on accident. <laughs> um, I want this to be true, and therefore I'm, I'm saying true. By the way, liar in this case is not L-A-I-R. It's L-Y-R-E. It's L-Y-R-E. That's how so that's I a, heard it. more of a song thing. I'm saying yes because of that. But I like that it's also liar bird if this is true because, it's you know, be then it's- a liar. Yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah. We want this to be true so bad, so we're, we're going to say true. true. Yeah. Okay. 20, about on, 20 other on. birds. Yep, that's Yay! true. The male liar Whoa. bird imitates the cry and song of 20 species of birds. To this talent is added that of reproducing certain human sounds, like the sound of a camera, a saw- or certain automobile alarms. Okay, so that's strange. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. That's very technical. A saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Can we have a sound effects competition between you and a liar bird? <laughs> <laughs> the liar. Now do the car alarm. <clears throat> Is that the car alarm? Man, I liar. don't think I should make any imitation sounds. The liar bird wins. Liar Liar bird's going to win. True or false? Wild dromedaries live in Australia. Oh, I like the dromedary. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's a camel. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't feel it's like a type that's of true. camel. Camels don't live in wild Australia. Wild camels. Wild camels in Australia. Well, I mean, if it was there like, are desert portions of Australia. I know. I didn't know that. Uh, but there's definitely spiders there. <laughs> that's true. But I don't think there's camels. Hmm. I don't think this is... I think this is false. Okay. I don't think there's camels. All right. Like the toucan, not part of the continent. I think this might be true. Really? Well, talk to me about it. Well, I feel like there's desert parts of Australia. There's so much different wildlife in Australia. It would not surprise me if, you know, camels came over from Africa or whatever, and now they're just wild in the desert. I mean, They're just set free. Yeah, there's just these big sections of desert in Australia that, you know, aren't civilized. They have wild roaming camels. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and dingoes and all sorts of things. Dingoes and camels. Uh I don't think this is true. All right. Well, you seem more confident than me, so we'll go with false. Well, that's because I have always had a false sense of confidence about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. We're going with false. Oh, no. No, it's true. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Dromedaries were successfully introduced to Australia in the mid-19th century. So you're right. They were migrated there at some Mm. point in time and then just left to roam wild. There you go. That's so ridiculous. (laughs) True or false? How are camels surviving? Well, they don't need a lot of water. That's why they got those big humps. But there's crazy killer things out there. Yeah. And there's, they're not taking down the camels. What if the camels are like, that's just wild. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Camels are brutal. I'll take down those dingoes. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Approximately 1,500 species of fish and crustaceans live in the Great Barrier Reef. I can that's, believe that. Yeah, that's got to be true. I mean, if that was false, how would that be false? Because somebody be, messed up. I bet if it's false and it might be false. It's because there's actually like 100,000 species. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it's false, it's because it's way too low. Right. What's the number 1,500 species of fish and crustaceans may be way too low. 
Yeah, I think they're trying to trick us. I think it's a trick question. Guys, we're going to take it. We're, we're going to go with we're, false. We're going to go, say false. We're going to go with false. Uh, uh, overthought it. <laughs> man. <laughs> we knew it was true. We just thought Stupid you were... overthinking. <laughs> but this game has done this it's to us It's the before. tree. It's the tree's fault because we answered that one too quickly. <laughs> we uh, overcompensated. The Great Barrier Reef, which covers uh, 133,000 square miles, is home to about 1,500 species of fish and crustaceans. True or false? Question number nine. The dugong loves to eat small sea turtles. I don't like this thing. The dugong. How do you spell it? D-U-G-O-N-G. Want to see the picture? Mm-hmm. That's a dugong. What is that? I don't know. It's it, like a hippopotamus. I was going to say it looks like a camel's face underwater. under the water. <laughs> But it looks it like looks white. It, it kind of looks like a manatee. It doesn't look that's like, a manatee. I kinda, see how like the, the this yeah. is like one of the fins, and that's. I wouldn't think so because manatees are veg, they're vegetarians, right? It, th- that looks like a vegetarian type animal. Although hippos do kind of look like that too, and they definitely eat other hippos animals. Hippos are scary. Yeah, hippos are rough. Man, I've seen some videos of them chasing <laughs> boats, and this gave me a nightmare. It comes out of the water. I'm like, what? Well, what are we gonna go with? <sighs> The dugong loves to eat small sea turtles. I'm more interested in why it's called a dugong. Dugong. Is that because it's dangerous? Like the gong rings and it's know. dangerous? I'm going to say false. I'm going to say it's vegetarian, like the manatee. All right, let's do it. All right, we're going to go with that. And we are correct. The dugong, also called sea cow, which by the which way is a, is a manatee, does not eat turtles. It is uh, herbivorous, herbivorous. How do you say that word properly? vegetarian <laughs> it's, it's a vegan it's a vegan marine mammal it's the, a herbivore herb yeah her herbivorous herbivorous Her, herbivorous herbivorous i like that that's what we're gonna go with it's herbivorous <laughs> anyways i don't mean it's veggies we got that right good job uh, true or false and that was based on the picture yeah because yeah, we right. were because we were we knew it, we knew, like knew, it. Manatee. We knew it the box jellyfish uh also known as the Kubo, Kubozoan, okay. Kubozoan, is not dangerous to humans. That's not true. What They're do you know dangerous about, all the time. What do you know about box jellyfish? I know that jellyfish are dangerous. Do you know, are there, you don't think there are any jellyfish that aren't dangerous to humans? Nope. You think they all have some sort of poison or sting? All of them. Okay. I think that, I think this you is think very dangerous. Poss- I think, I think it's a possibility that there's some that aren't, but I think the box jellyfish is really dangerous. Because it's huge? Because <laughs> it comes in a box. They deliver it via FedEx. Jellyfish? I've never... I've, I don't know. I, not like I have studied jellyfish. Uh-huh. But on this true or false question... But you have seen Finding Nemo. I feel like they all have... They all can shock humans. Like, I think that there's a fish... Some fish aren't able to be... Well, maybe it kind of looks more them. like... Look, it looks more like a fish. You've got a fin here and a fin here, and it's kind of like... Almost like a flounder where it's like sideways. And it doesn't look like it has a lot of... Stingers. But that's just the head of the jellyfish. Yeah, that's true. The little long parts aren't in the picture. All right, so we're going with false? I think it's false. I think it. I think all jellyfish are dangerous Here to people. Go. Yep, that is false. The box jellyfish represents a real danger for humans. The toxic substances it injects can kill a man in five minutes. What? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I thought this was one of the, the more... Oh, it's terrifying. This is why you never go into the ocean. <laughs> ever. Never, ever, ever. Plus, we should have. We're talking about Australia. Everything can kill you in Australia. Including we should have known, camels, that, including right? camels, apparently, or wombats. 
True or false, Fraser Island is the largest sand island in the world. Let's say true. I just I just want to. I was trying to make a joke about something about tossed salad and scrambled eggs, but I couldn't think of it quick enough. That's the theme song from Frasier. The TV oh, the show. show. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fraser Island is the largest sand island in the world. Do you think this could be true? I think it could be. Let's do it. All right, we're going with true. Yep, it's true. Guys, we are so smart. How big do you think it is? A million. It is a million. Uh, Fraser Island has an area of a million. It's the largest sand island in the world. Uh, no, 710 square miles. Wow. Sand accumulated there for seven, 750,000 years because volcanic bedrock acts as a natural barrier and captures the sediment uh, and leaves it there. Interesting. To survive, vegetation must grow on sand. How do you get there? By I, a boat? Yeah, you, head, you just head towards Australia and then ask a local. <laughs> I'm going to Fraser. <laughs> Where's the Fraser Island? Uh, I want to see the breaches. True or false? The carpet python can hunt in full darkness. Yeah. <laughs> can't snakes? They can't. They don't need light to hunt. They hunt by scent, right? With their tongue? Yeah. Yeah, because their tongue is like a, it's a heat sensor. Is like yeah, some sort of sensor. Um. It, they they they. Can this seems sense, like an obvious one though. They can sense These heat. obvious ones always get me. They can sense heat though, so they don't need light. It's Hunt not light based. Full darkness. Yeah. What's the What's the other option? That somehow it needs light. Like it's the only snake that. No, because no snake needs. I, I I think I remember studying this very specifically because right. I sort of developed a snake phobia at one point in time. <laughs> Started. Yeah, my mother is terrified of snakes, so I was trying to learn more about them. Nice. They are very amazing, and uh, all and terrifying. So I don't think that it's based on light at all. So we're going to say false? Yeah. No, we're going to say true. Oh. Carpet python can hunt in full darkness is true, right? Because it can hunt in full darkness. I don't understand. Read the question one more time. The carpet python can hunt in full darkness. Yeah, that's true. true. Okay. I thought that it was saying it needs only darkness to hunt. Oh, uh, that would be different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we still got it right. Good job. Carpet python, like other snakes, sees the infrared rays... Radiated by the body heat of other animals. Yep. Creepy. Can't hide from a snake unless you're in cold water. Okay. True or false? The spiny, the spines of the thorny devil are extremely poisonous. That sounds like a that sounds like a line from like an old poem about the you know about Satan. The spines of the thorny devil are extremely poisonous. Have you ever seen a thorny devil? <laughs> <laughs> I know why, but we're not gonna. It's like, it's like if someone approaches you in a dark alley, yeah. and they're wearing a trench coat. Have you ever seen a thorny devil? <laughs> like, you just turn and run. You don't even. You thorny devil, you. Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking. I don't think that they have poisonous tips. Yeah, I just think, I think it makes it hard to eat. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah, it's a defense. Yeah. It makes them hard to eat. I don't think those are poisonous. <laughs> thorny devil. All right. We're going with false then. I feel like what would be really hilarious to do is to print out a picture of a thorny devil uh-huh. and just carry it around and, and then just randomly ask people, have you ever seen a thorny devil before? And just see how they react. And then just no show, them, show them the picture. I'll come bail you out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're saying uh, false. And we are correct. We are correct. Uh, also called Moloch, the thorny devil is not poisonous. However, its spines have a deterrent effect on predators who hesitate to attack it. Well, yeah, because no one wants to eat spikes. <laughs> Fair point. True or false? Saltwater crocodiles sometimes catch kangaroos. True. 
boy, a kangaroo would be a tough catch for a croc. But, but they I bet, sometimes I bet they do. do. I bet, yeah, sometimes makes sometimes it really wide. Sometimes kangaroos need to go into the water. But do they go to salt water, though? Or do they go to fresh water? Why would they go to salt water? Yeah. That's a good question. Because this is a salt water croc. Yeah, it is. So it's hanging out in the salt water. So why would a kangaroo, unless... Yeah, we've seen gators. We've croc, seen freshwater gators take out just about everything. The croc could go to land. Right. No, that's what would have to happen. But how far would it have to travel to get yeah, to and a it's kangaroo? Not, and it's, it's slow in... It it's not like, as nimble on land. Right. It seems like this is a really... How would they hide? Strange math equation. Yeah. When will the kangaroo cross paths with the saltwater crocodile? Yeah. I don't. I feel like there are Venn diagrams could someday cross but this is but just, you're right the word sometimes sometimes makes it really easy to say yes because yeah, if there's sometimes. just one sure. if there's just one time then that's a sometime then that's a sometime oh if only bdg were here <laughs> uh i think we have to go with true because of sometimes you think sometimes i the, think it's happened word. certainly it's happened right maybe they like to go bathe in salt water since it's good for their skin I'm just could thinking. be, could, could be. be, absolutely right. The kangaroo spas, yes, mm-hmm. very popular. Yes, that's right. Okay. They're sitting there in the middle of their kangaroo mud bath, right? Admiring their front-facing pouch. Quite suddenly, <laughs> quite suddenly, attacked by a, a saltwater crocodile. Salt- I think okay. it makes totally All sense. Right. We'll All right, we'll just say true. We'll say true, and we are correct. Uh, saltwater crocodiles are the biggest crocodiles in the world. These fierce predators sometimes capture kangaroos that venture near water for their. Saltwater bath and that's right. Mud, their mud, mud treatment, mud treatments, yes. their mud packs. Uh, last question: True or false? I see a picture of a pelican. Yeah, these things are so weird. The Australian pelican can carry more than two point six gallons of water. Sure. Well, let's think about this. Oh yeah. Have you seen their like? What do you even call them? Beaks. But it's not a beak because like, their beak it's, belly. It's the yes, yeah, the fleshy part. Have their you beak seen pouch? the fleshy pouch part? <laughs> that opens towards the front? Ha- they carried Nemo. That's right. There's a lot and of water Dory. in there. Dory was in there too, right? Mm-hmm. And two... No, no. And, and almost, Marlin. And, it wasn't Nemo. It was Marlin. And gallons of water. It was Marlin and Dory, not Nemo. Nemo never took a ride For sure. I would be willing to bet money this is true. Ooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> money? <laughs> Did you say Money? That weird fleshy pouch thing, which yeah. is why I said, "Oh, it's a pelican." Those, there's, it's such a weird, it's so weird. Pelicans are so weird, <laughs> and how they sometimes like get stuff stuck in their craw, and so they like have to like arch their <laughs> heads back, <laughs> and and they like turn them their fleshy weird thing inside out, and it's just the strangest thing to eat, watch pelicans eat. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, but I'm thinking two and a half gallons is yeah, that seems about right. More than 2.6 gallons of water. 2.6, very specific. Mm-hmm. That is very specific. All right. No, hey, you you are certain of this one. I, I, I'm just picturing the gallon jug of milk. All right. Two, of the, two and a half of those. Yeah. That's a lot. Pelicans are big. It's right. not like they're tiny birds. No, you're right. You're they're right. We're going birds. true. We're going true. It is yes. true. Yes. I am so smart. Uh, when it flies above the ocean and sees a fish, the Australian pelican will dive headfirst. Yep. As it enters the water, it opens its long beak, mm-hmm. equipped with an impressive elastic pouch that acts Can as a say sieve. This creepy, impressive elastic pouch. Acts as a sieve. That's interesting. I didn't realize it did that. So 
Wow. So the extent, the ex- I'm sorry, that just kind of blew my mind. It's more than just an open area. It actually like captures things that aren't water in a different compartment yeah. than the water. Yes. What? The extensive, uh, extensive, extensible? What does the word extensible mean? Oh, look it up. Uh, the ex- This extensible beak can carry over 2.6 gallons of water and nine pounds of fish. Nine pounds of fish. Able to be extended. <laughs> I thought that was extendable. <laughs> Have I been using the... Don't well, you say is extendable? Ex- there is extendable too, but extensible is another, extensible? Is another adjective. Yes. Why do we need two almost identical words to say the same thing? It's, it's English language, man. An extensible architecture designed to accommodate changes was the example of it being used in a sentence. Extendable and extensible. Who knew? It's like a combination of extensive and expendable. We no, extendable. Need, we need, after the show, uh-huh. to just watch Pelican videos. <laughs> no. No, we do not. I think that you would be pretty blown away about how the whole thing is. That's pretty amazing. All right. Good job. We got 11 out of 15. We are college graduates at that level. We, we, so. we should have got 12. What is that percentage, 11 out of 15? A million. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> Hedrack says 73%. Is what our grade is. As a solid C minus. We would have been better had we looked at that tree a little longer. That's right. It all comes down to the but circle she, of life. She can't go back. Backwards facing pouches. Oh, that's <laughs> so weird. We have a lot of fun here on Shoe the Dough Show with you guys. It's an opportunity for Aaron and I to just kind of throw things out there, uh, test some games to play, different segments, and kind of have a little fun with you. And we appreciate you along for the ride. Thanks for uh, for being here. If you want to subscribe, if you listen live, that's very easy. Just search for Shoe the Dough in whatever podcast player that you want to. If you're listening on podcasts and you want to listen live, that's easy too. Just go to Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. By the way, Mixler spelled M-I-X-L-R. And if you want to become a super fan, we are a fan-supported podcast network here at Studio DNA. And you can find out more information at Patreon, which is how our fans support us. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. $3 a month is where it starts. And even at that amount, you'll get access to uh, the custom podcast feed that you can put in your podcast player and have bonus episodes delivered right to you uh, that nobody else gets except for supporters. So... Uh, that's something you might want to be interested in as well. If you've got feedback for us, questions, comments, anything like that, you can always write to us. We have an email address. Feedback at shoethedough.com. Good show, everybody. Yeah, Hedrick. Good to see you here. Hedrick's another one that pops in for Sif Pop. Hedrick was the fourth in the Fiery Furnace, I think. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, Meshach. Oh. Mm-hmm. Shadrach? Shadrach. Thinking of Shadrach. You're thinking of Shadrach, Meshach. Also, it was three in the fire. Also, furnace. Jesus was the fourth in the fire. That's I think. why I was saying I was joking that he was the fourth. And He's Jesus? Jesus would be the fifth. Hedrach is Jesus? I was thinking four people, Aaron. <laughs> I was saying four people. I looked in the chat before there were three, <laughs> but what is this a fourth person in the chat? <laughs> uh, that's fun. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. 
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.